0: Log Talk Radio. <laughs> Friday, so obviously it's the Friday show. So how's everyone? You ready for a really fun and interesting weekend? We're not going to let the Christmas season, the holiday season, get us down, are we? We're not going to get all all flustered and upset, you know, all freaked out by stuff this weekend, are we? No, I don't think so. We're going to have some fun. So today's show is about dead people, or ancestors, famous people, but I thought also... You know, I'm going to give you messages, let my spirit guides talk to you. And if any of your ancestors have a message for you today, we'll do that on any subject. You can ask them anything, right? You can get a general message. But the show really, why well, I had somebody call in, they went away. That's cool. That's cool. And then we're going to go into inspiration today inspiring you somehow, some way to have a better weekend. So, Along that line, I want to take your calls. I want you to get a message from either somebody famous who passed and is now in the non-physical world observing you, maybe on a topic, subject, maybe you need to have some famous business person, you know, explain something about your business. and Or maybe it's your ancestor, your great-grandmother wants to explain something to you. About yeah, you need to be doing this now. You need to get your stuff together, your act together a little bit. Or hey, you're doing a great job. Keep it going. See, so, yeah, they, they they encourage you. They they think you're doing a great job for the most part. They really do. They're not all negative. Oh, you know. And it's not about buried treasure in the backyard. You know that. It's about well, maybe it is. I don't know. Maybe not. Maybe. So, but really, is about just you know getting to this place where you're feeling good about life. It's, it's about feeling good. It really is about be feeling good, being happy, not laying in bed in the morning because I take my dog off, out, come back to bed, and oversleep after that point. And yeah, because she goes out around 536. And I'm like, I'm not ready to get up yet. I'm not ready to make coffee at that point. So I go back to bed for a while and to start my day. And so what am I going to say to you? Oh, so I'm laying in bed and I'm thinking about all this and thinking about missions in life and purpose and, eh, you know, you get a little repetitive after a while. You go, I've been hearing this before. But it really is all about helping people align their vibration and raising your vibration to match that of source energy. Because in my writing, which I'm Going to be doing more of and i'll i'm working on a book but i think i'll just turn sections of it into a blog so you can read the blogs you can read you know a page or two at a time and that's that's kind of fun and then it becomes a whole book later on so what was i going to say oh yeah so it's about raising your vibration it's about raising the vibration of the planet really it's all it's all about you know when we raise the vibration we're raised the emotional level to get match up with a higher vibration because we go from the premise that source God is love and love being one of the highest vibrations there are. And so what we're about and what I'm working on, working with people on is how do you get to that place? And I was thinking about doing this and, you know, this life coaching, spiritual coaching, spiritual life coach is really what I love to do. The Spirit's just reminding me what I love to do, but, they encourage me to do this. It's it's really all about um, changing your beliefs and changing some things about yourself that limit you from getting there, achieving what you want to achieve in life, okay? So it's not necessarily about what's going to happen. I mean, there's... Because you already know what's going to happen. Because you've already put it out to the universe. This is what I want to happen. So That's the main point I've always talked about is the fact that you're asking things. And you're asking the universe. You're asking source for things. It will come back to you. But you have to be in alignment with whatever that is. And you have to be in the highest vibrational alignment to get whatever you want. you understand that? I think that's the point that most people kind of get hung up on is because they they ask the universe for a new car or a new job or whatever it is oh god please bring me the love of my life I really want that lover in my life but you have to be vibrationally in alignment with that because if you're in alignment with what you had in the past and the relationships you had in the past that didn't work and if your focus is on that that's what happens so my purpose is to help you through and I, and I'm working on a meditation because I read all these different meditations from different people and, and and I'm working on a meditation that will help you to get there. Cuz I you know I, I'm a clinical hypnotherapist by training. But Hypnosis scares a lot of people, but meditation doesn't, and it really is. they're are kindred to each other. When I first started studying hypnotherapy, and I had been meditating for a while. I'd been meditating. I would sometimes meditate for hours at a time, and I had been meditating for a while, and I realized when i when I was hypnotized, it was you know like just like meditating like in a really quiet meditative state. So that's really what it is and so i use a process of meditation and taking you pretty deep into your subconscious in that meditative state so that you can change things change some belief systems some limiting thoughts about yourself so you can raise your vibration i always describe it as the hot air balloon syndrome Where, you know, you want to soar, you want to fly, you want to take off, and you want to achieve all these wonderful things, and you want to attract all these wonderful things in your life. But how do you do that? Well, first of all, you have to be in a vibrational match to whatever you do. And you have these sandbags, which are old beliefs which are keeping you from achieving it. That's the thing. Now, sometimes they're from past lives. Now, some spiritual teachers go, well, that has nothing to do with past lives, but I think it does. So we go to wherever it is, safely go to wherever it is to find out where the limitations are and let them go. Boom, done. Okay, now you can fly. Now you can soar. Now you can achieve whatever you want to achieve. I think that's so cool. Okay. So that's what I do. That's that's my job. Okay. That's 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 what I try to do with people. So that's what I'm encouraging you to contact me to do to help you do that. Love to do that for you. I absolutely love to do that for you. And so let's do that. Let's contact me. I'll talk to you more about it and how to do it. And. We can we can do that. Okay, I'm just kind of playing here a little bit, trying to get my head into what we're doing today, and waiting for your calls because we're going to talk to some dead people. I'll let you listen to my spirit guides first, and then I have an article because I got a whole hour. I kind of go Monday, Wednesday, Friday for an hour versus 45 minutes four days a week. But I had I wanted to inspire you for the weekend, so I have a hundred best motivational quotes to inspire anyone now as i'm reading through this spirits going "Mm," my spirit guides are going well wait a minute we want to comment on each one of those as we go through it we want to add our little two cents to each one of them so we'll do that we'll we'll do the quotes now i want to take your calls obviously that's more important than this because i want to talk have you get a message from somebody in your family okay Or ancestors or a famous person that you feel that you need to connect with. And then we'll do that. But first of all, we'll let my spirit guides talk to you about whatever they want to talk to you about. Okay? Does that make sense? We're going to do that. We're going to have some fun. It's going to be a fun Friday because it's about inspiring you to be the best person that you need to be. Right? Right? Okay, so we'll do that. I'm fussing I'm with my phone a little bit, and I shouldn't be doing that. Um, uh, okay, so let's do that. Let me my spirit guides talk to you for a few minutes on whatever they want to talk to you about. It could be a very similar subject. And then what we'll do is we'll, we'll do these, these motivational, inspirational thoughts, and I'll take your calls, and you'll get a message from your ancestors or famous people, or spirit guides. But, yeah, like, you know, dead people is usually, well, they're some of the famous, some of your your spirit guides have lived upon the earth, no longer with us, right? So I'm going to go under and let that happen for you, okay? So let me have my spirit guides talk to you, the Sarah group, talk to you for a few minutes. Uh, they can take as long as they want. If they want to go for the rest of the show, i fine with that if you want to call in and let them answer questions for you that's always fun too i love to do that too that's one of my favorite things is for you to talk directly to my spirit guide to my spirit group kind of like in the abraham material like esther hicks um let's abraham talk to people no this is letting sarah talk to people there no no relationship right absolutely no relationship but it's a very similar kind of idea if you're familiar with it I guess there was Seth Speaks and all that stuff, right? So I'm going to do that. And then we're going to go we're going to have fun. So I'm going to let them, turn the rest of the show over to them. We're part of the show over to them. I shouldn't say the rest. Well, we want to wish one and every one of you, that doesn't sound right, does it, from our perspective to yours, perspective, from our energy to your energy, a beautiful holiday season. You know, you, you've, you've attributed a lot to this, you've, you've packed into a lot into this holiday season for the various religions and faith systems in your planet and even the secular ones secular people non-religious people you've packed in a lot of ideas into the holiday season but the the emphasis if you think about it for a moment if you break it all down and if you break down the concept of the idea that jesus came to the earth and he came to we're we're not going to get into when or whatever he came and all that you know what oh he wasn't born on december 25th or all that sort of thing that's not the purpose here the purpose here is to say to you, it's the message. It really is about the message. Peace on earth. How many of you <laughs> really stop and think about the idea of peace on earth and goodwill to man? Peace on earth, the message, a very simple message. We would say to every one of you, if you're going to pray or meditate this season or when you give thanks or show gratitude this season, this this season, or appreciate things this season. The idea is peace on earth. Peace. Let's break that down a little bit. Let's break down peace on earth. What does that mean? It means a cooperation, doesn't it? It means people working with each other in a cooperative, loving manner, doesn't it? It means people getting together and doing things in a way that's the betterment of everyone. Peace just is this calming kind of influence and energy. It's, it's the op- opposite of anxiety. It's op- opposite of anger. It's the opposite of, uh, what's the word we want to use for you? Yeah, hostilities, peace. You know, when you think about in your political system, peace, peace between nations, means that there's a cooperation, there's a working together, there's an ability to compromise, there's ability to find common ground, there's an ability to sustain from any hostilities or warlike tendencies t- t- each, each other between each other. So when you think about this time of the year, think about the idea, the concept of peace on earth and goodwill goodwill wonderful thoughts wonderful ideas appreciation for each other common ground so that that's what the holiday season is about really so you've packed in a lot of into it you've packed in generosity right giving of gifts sharing with others kindness to other towards others now you've taken that to the extreme of well, I have to buy this person a gift and I have to buy that person a gift and because they're going to give me a gift and I have to exchange gifts and you, you you create a kind of a manic scene around the holiday season. Of, And I know you say it's for the children and but do they really appreciate it? Do they really appreciate the gifts you give them or is it an expectation of things? You know, kindness, when you're doing something out of kindness and generosity, because you believe that whatever you're doing for that person or whatever giving to that person as in a gift will be a benefit to them. It will help them in some way in their life. It will bring them a bit of joy and, you know, celebration in their life and and lighten up the heart. You can see where if you give so much, so much to some one individual – it loses the emphasis of joy because it becomes overwhelming. Now, we're not saying don't do it. We're not saying don't give your children a bunch of gifts. For, you know, or, But do it with the idea that this is going to be a benefit to the child. This is something that they can further their abilities, further their talents, that the, the gift that you're giving them is something not only that they want, right? Not something just that they want or perhaps what they need, but will in some way enhance them. It will help bring out their particular gifts and talents. If you give them a game or an activity or something to do, a toy, how does that toy, how does that game, how does that enhance them? brings out of them their gifts and talents and helps them to learn more about themselves as a child and as a young person. Now, sometimes you give gifts because it's just something that a person needs. You know, they've been waiting for a certain thing and they've kind of hold, hold, hold off held off from buying it themselves because they know that they're going to receive it as a gift, that new coffee pot, whatever it is, right? Whatever it may be. Or you give something you feel is going to be a benefit and help that person in the future or something that's just fun, brings out the joy in their life, the fun in their life. But with that fun is also, as we were just mentioning, a learning process, isn't it? A development process. So don't get too, like, anxious if your child or the young person of your life, you give them a gift and they participate with whatever that is for a period of time and they grow bored with it. They, they they push it aside. It could be nothing more that it doesn't stimulate within them the, the talent, the abilities, the purpose in life. For example, you give them something that that building something at Game, a toy that builds on something, that builds something, builds forts, builds houses, builds whatever it is, right? And they play for a while and they find it interesting and then they put it aside. Perhaps that's not their aptitude. Perhaps that's not something that will extend out further into their life, or maybe they just put it aside for a time so that they come back to it when they realize, oh, yeah, this is really something that's really valuable to me. I really feel it. You know, they, in their soul, and their essence, identify with the gift. You give them a musical instrument. How long do they stay with it? Do they continue to play it? Is it something they go back to? It's something that they find very fascinating, very interesting, and it brings out within the talent and abilities that they brought into the, a lifetime. So that's the reason. one of the reasons for gifts. Is gifts is to help the child, the young person, express themselves in the nature of who they are. And not all gifts are going to do that. Obviously, and and you experiment in the gifts that you give them, and they ask for a certain gift, but then they realize later, ooh, that's not me, that's not who I am. It doesn't, it doesn't resonate with their essence, their soul, from who they were with before they came to the planet Earth, right? Or maybe they do. It's it's a little bit of an experiment. What I guess the point we're trying to make here is, when you when you overload somebody with too many gifts and too many things. Now we're not saying don't do it, but think about this. It's it's something it's an individual choice. If you limit the amount of gifts that you give to someone at a particular time, unless it's an absolute necessity, right? Let's say a child. And we're talking, speaking in young people here, primarily younger ones. If you limit the number of gifts that they give, you give to them, they have a greater opportunity to experiment with those gifts, to participate with the activities of those gifts, to learn more about themselves and their aptitude, why they came to the planet, their talents, their abilities. Because sometimes when you overload them, they just kind of, you know, it becomes too much. You know, think about that. It's your your choice, always. If you want to give a lot of gifts, go ahead, give a lot of gifts. But Miraps. You might want to stagger it out a little bit. I know that's not the point of the season, isn't it? You're supposed to just like, dump it all on them right now and let them sort it out over time, right? But then you end up with this box, to- toy box full of toys that they never go back to, and then you end up giving them the w- away to some other children, which is a good idea. You might even want to think about that. We 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 we're-, we're-, we're striking on an idea that if you have children in your family or friends or so forth exchange gifts exchange toys maybe your child hasn't played with a toy let, let other people let other children participate in the toys that your child has especially the ones that they've set aside they don't play with and freely give those learn learn letting your child learn generosity teaching your child that this person would really benefit, this young person would really benefit from that toy because it's something that resonates with their essence and who they are to further them and their growth. I mean, obviously you're not going to explain it that way to a child, but the point being that we're trying to explain to you is that Teaching the generosity and the kindness of your children to others by allowing them to, oh, why don't you give that to someone? Because you're not playing with it. You're not using it. And if they identify with it and they find it really valuable to them, let them have it. Let them take it home with them. And it's the same way with your child, with others. If parents in in the idea of an exchange program with other parents and family members exchanging those things after a child's had a gift for a while and they just kind of set it aside and then perhaps in the future they'll come back to it and they'll go, oh, you know what, I missed that toy I really enjoyed that I I know I put it aside and I was playing with other things and we're, we're doing this very enough as if they were very mature and adult-like, but you know what I mean. You know what we mean by that. It's just a matter of exchanging things. Be open to that. Be open to that. You, you do that in your educational process. You do that in your, your daycare centers where kids get to experiment and play with other toys that, that are not their own. And observe that. when If they're in a preschool or they're in a school and they, they're playing and they're really participating with certain activities and certain toys or certain games, that would give a hint to the parent. Oh, well, this is where their interest lies. Maybe I need to just encourage them a little bit. Just encourage them a little bit. Instead of giving them a dozen different activities which relates to that particular Interest, maybe one or two. So you can see where we're coming from. It's a beautiful time of the year. I mean, we talked about peace, we talked about, you know, goodwill, and this is part of the goodwill of giving gifts that resonate with what the child or the young person or even an older person, what their aptitude and attitudes about life, what they enjoy doing, what will further them in their growth to become the person that they intended to be, because you came with a purpose. Even the youngest ones came with a purpose to to accomplish certain things, to live a life purpose, so that when you are giving gifts and understanding gifts, now we're backing up a little bit because really, you're really close to the end of the season. You probably have bought most of the gifts, but in future thoughts, think about that. Observing your children, observing them on their activities with other children. And what what do they gravitate to that the other children may have? What games, activities, toys do they gravitate to that other children have? And that gives you a key indicator that this is where an interest may lie. And so when you're preparing to buy something for children, and you can listen to them, you can listen to them. And you have to be discerning. Is it something because everybody has it? Or is it something of keen interest to them? I mean, even if you went to a toy store with your child, a large toy store and let them run kind of wild for a moment. You know, don't monitor their activities a hundred percent. Let them gravitate to what they would like and take note of that. Take them with you. Let them participate. May not buy it at the moment, but you can take note of what they're gravitate, what they're going to, what they find an interest in, as they go up and down the aisles. What do they play with? What do they enjoy? Now that sounds rather obvious, but do you practice that? Do you observe very carefully what they love to participate in, what they enjoy? It's an engaging with your children to what type of games, toys that they gravitate to and captures their interest and what they love to play with. Now, you, you have to be careful with that because sometimes they'll gravitate to the things because they've seen commercials on television. But spend a little time with them, engage with them, see what they love to play with, what they enjoy, what catches their interests. You know we're 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 throwing these ideas out, and George is kind of going, "Oh, you can't talk about that, but we'll give you one now this is a little out there a little bit for you, but what if what if your child is gravitating to guns, toy guns what what if what if that child is automatically going to now it could be that they're responding, what do they have been observing in the media or television or commercials, but also it could be that they're they're a warrior. Now, you may want to channel that warrior energy a little different direction, right? You can be a warrior for a lot of different things. You don't necessarily have to have a gun to be a warrior. But you, you can observe that they have that warrior energy about them. They, they Perhaps that their warrior energy will be somehow, some way to protect the planet. So just observing that, not getting upset. Oh, they're playing with a gun. Oh, no. What are they doing? A toy gun. Oh, no. What are they doing? Observe that from a purpose of a role that they came into a lifetime for, and perhaps it is a warrior. Or maybe they're just experimenting it in the moment. But if they continue to gravitate back to warrior-type activities and warrior-type games and warrior-type toys and so forth, then you have to peacefully channel or help channel their energy into being a warrior in a peaceful manner, and a peaceful way. So that's, that's what we want to mention to you today about this time of the year. You, you, you're unpacking a lot of things during this time of year. You're doing a lot of things. But there still is that need to observe, of observation and, and knowing your children and learning quickly and learning what they really love and why they love it and discernment about is this something that they just gravitate to because they love Because this is their purpose. This is why they're here, to pursue something related to that type of early embellishment of that activity. And it's fun. It's a joy. It's a joy to see a young person start to gravitate to something that's something of interest. Perhaps it's books. Maybe they gravitate to books at an early age. They love books. Well, encourage that. Don't overwhelm them, but encourage it. So we're talking about the holiday season. We're talking about working with the the gifts that you give, and it could be for older people too. The gifts that you give, think in terms of how does that resonate with their essence and who they are as a person? How does it bring more of them out as the person who they need to be? If they're a cook, well, obviously you're going to give them something that would enhance their cooking ability, right? Right? A cookbook. Why not? Just knowing who you're giving a gift to, not just randomly grabbing something off a shelf, but really knowing the person and knowing what their interests are, what their passion is, and really gravitating toward that. Just a reminder. Most of you know that. Most of you realize that. But it's it's really taking time to slow down when you prepare your lists. Now, most a lot of you are already finished shopping. We know, but in the future, think about it. Think about it. Really knowing the person, understanding the nature of the person that you're giving a gift to, something that you know would resonate with them, and and enhances their talents, abilities, and interests in life. Okay. So we're just going to share that. It's a lighthearted kind of look at things. We want you to we want you to be generous. We want you to be kind to people. We want you to continue to show generosity. But we want you to also think in terms of as you express generosity, expressing generosity that is meaningful to the person that you're giving whatever you're giving them to giving them. Okay? So we'll let you go. Have a beautiful holiday season. We'll be back talk more about whatever topic comes through for us, to you. Thank you for listening. Bye. Okay, I'm back, I think, slowly but surely. Well, they did talk for quite a while, didn't they? That was an interesting point. I didn't know they were going to go there. I never know where Spirit's going to go. So I'm waiting for your calls. I'm waiting for you to contact me so we can talk about what's going on and if you want to get a message from your spirit guides about or your ancestors about what's going on in your life, we'd love to do that. or I'd love to do that. or they love to do that, right? So we're, I'm waiting for your calls. I'm just taking a moment, kind of getting back into my reality here for a moment. And we'll, let's go through these 100 these motivated, because it's about inspiration, you know, it, being motivated, being inspired. The season can get it hard on some people because, you know, whatever reason. So let's, let's look at some quotes about success, about life. This is from Inc. Magazine, the corporate magazine from a business perspective, but it applies to everyday life, right? Absolutely. Positively. So we're going to go through some of the quotes, and I, as I promised, I'm going to let my spirit guides comment on each one of these as we go through them and see if they have something to say. Okay? Here we go. i we go. take a deep breath and relax a little bit and we'll go through some of these, and I'll let Spirit talk to you about each one of these quotes. If they inspired these at one time or another, they, they'd they opened up people's hearts to this. Okay? Success usually comes to those who are too busy to be looking for it. I, you know, that one kind of, like, threw me a little bit. Henry, Henry David Throw. What do you think success usually comes to those who are too busy to be looking for it. What's the law of attraction? It really is the law of attraction. You know you get what you're looking for in life if you're enjoying life if you're having fun if you're if you, if you have a problem the the best way to be in solution mode is to be busy to, to get what you want to reach that next level if you're busy. And not worried about whether you're going to get there or not. That's the law of attraction. That's the principle of just turn it over, let source, let God bring it to you. And you're you're just too busy to be searching for it, right? How many people instead of sitting around oh, when's that ever going to come to me? When is a when am I ever going to be successful at this?" That's worry. It's better to, okay, I'm going to have some fun. I'm going to go out and do what I do. I'm going to do love activities and do certain activities, and boom, it's going to happen. That's what he's saying to you. Next quote is by Jim Rome, who's a motivational speaker. If you're not willing to risk the usual, you'll have to settle for the ordinary. It's it's just like, and, and, you know, these quotes that I've always had in, you know, around me, it was like, Life begins at the edge of edge of your comfort zone. Being able to step out of the routine, being able to step out of the box a little bit, and to pursue things a little from a little different perspective, being open to change. Ooh, that's a big one, right? Isn't that a hard one for most people? I'm open to change. I want to create. I want to do these things in my life, but I have to be open for change. So. You're, if, if you're not willing to make changes, if you're not willing to step outside the box, risk the usual being, risk the, the commonplace every day, the, the routines that you're in. You will settle for that. You'll be on the hamster wheel constantly, right? That's what he's telling you. Think about it. I'm not telling you what to do here. Nobody's really telling you what to do. Just something to think about. But it's inspirational in the sense of, oh, yeah, I can do that. Yeah, I need to do that. I need to step out. Okay, number three. This is from a Swami Virakanda. Oh, boy, I'm not even going to try to give the name out. It's a Swami. Well, just use Swami, right? Okay. Take one idea. Make that one idea, your life, think of it. Dream of it. Live on that idea. Let the brain, muscles, nerves, every part of your body be full of that idea and just leave every other idea alone. This is the way to success. Isn't that a beautiful thought? Think about that for a moment. You know, we get scattered. We try to do 5,000 things. I'm going to multitask and I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that and I'm going to carry on this and I'm going to carry on that. But great teachers tell you, no, stop. Take that one idea, and there's some more quotes on the same thing, right? We'll get through them. But take that one idea and fully develop it, fully go with it, and see where it goes. Put everything into that one idea. Okay, so there's some other quotes that are related to that, so I won't spend a lot of time on that one, okay? Okay. I love this next quote, I mean, I don't have to spend a lot of time on it, but it's anonymous. If you're willing to do more than you are paid to do, eventually you will be paid to do more than you do. Isn't that a beautiful idea? Isn't that an amazing thought? If you're willing to do more than what you're paid to do, that's showing initiative, isn't it? You're being willing to do more than what? The task you're off, you know, this is your assigned task. Well, okay, but I'm going to step outside of that a bit. I got my t- assigned task done. I'm going through it, but I'm willing to take on more responsibility. I'm willing to try new things. Then eventually, we'd be paid to do more than you do. You'll be able to stretch yourself and take on re- more responsibilities and move on, right? Grow. But if you just stay in the task that you've been set to do, there's no growth in that there is no growth in that so think about that showing initiative being willing to take on more I love this all these quotes are good and I'm not going to go through all of them we have there's like nine one hundred quotes I'm not gonna do one hundred quotes today obviously I'd rather talk to you'd rather to talk to your spirit guides or your ancestors, but I love these quotes because. I want something to think about and I'm letting my spirit guides comment on every one of them, right? The next one, this is Winston Churchill. Success is walking from failure to failure with no loss of, no loss of enthusiasm. You know, the great inventors of our society, the great people of our society failed many times. I'm thinking of Steve Jobs, um, how he failed many, many times in his pursuit of getting to where he was successful, right? He took each failure and built on it. Now, he got discouraged. He really got discouraged at times, but he moved forward. I remember a, a story that Steve related about how that after he was fired from Apple, from the company he started, he decided he went and meditated you know, somewhere, just kind of sat at a mountain or whatever he did. And I forgot exactly where he was, but he was meditating. And he was thinking about, well, maybe I need to be a spiritual leader or a spiritual teacher. And it came to him that his job was in technology, that he had great ideas in technology. Okay. So he took that failure Then he built on that failure of enthusiasm. Oh, okay, I can do it better next time. I can improve the process that I came up with, right? We we all can do that. We we can't take failure as the end. We take failure as the opportunity to grow, right? To take the next step, to do the next thing. I know that's hard. Yeah, because you, you, you fail at something. It doesn't work out. What do you do? Well, you can quit, or you can just say, this: that was a learning process. I'm still very, very passionate about whatever this is, and I'm going to continue on with my passions. Okay, next quote, Albert Einstein. And this is a little bit different direction or energy, but I love it, okay? Anyway, try not to become a person of success, but try to become a person of value. I mean, that really kind of self explanatory, I think, what Spirit would say to you on that one is who you are as a person, what you bring to the table as a person is more important than success. We've seen people in successful people that people go, oh, can't take that person, get stomach that person. That person's just is grating. But then also, we can look at there are people out there. We can look at those we can look at those people and go, "Oh, yeah, well, no, value we, we We value people who have we we really respect people who have value, don't we? We really do, And those people are held up in his highest esteem. Okay, moving right along. That was Albert Einstein, Charles Darwin. interesting. Quote, it's not the strongest of the species that survive, nor the most intelligent, but the ones responsive to change. Wow. Isn't that it? I mean, that's in life, right? If you're willing to change and adapt. I mean, we'll go back to that word failure for a moment. You failed at something. Well, you're not going to do the same thing over and over again to create success, are you? You're going to look at your failure and willing to change how you do things slightly. Next time, you'll do it differently because you learn from your failure. Now, same thing with species. and no, we won't get into that and the evolutionary process. But it's the same thing, right? Um, I'm going to skip a couple. Well, no, let me, let me see. Okay, there's a couple. I skipped a few. I love this. Eleanor Roosevelt former first lady of the United States of America. There's a couple of quotes from her. And I, I like these. i want to check back and see if anybody wants to talk to me before I get into Eleanor Roosevelt's quotes. Okay, a couple of them, two in a row. Okay, great minds discuss ideas. Average minds discuss events. Small minds discuss people. Think about that. I'm not going to... I'm not going to delve into that too deeply, but you can think about it. Let me read that again. Let you let you contemplate that one. It's okay. Well, let me. Where are, my, where are my great minds discuss ideas? Average minds discuss events. Small minds discuss people. Isn't that a cool idea? So. What do you talk about with people? You talk about, oh, it's creative ideas. Oh, I got this great idea for something I'm going to do or this great idea about something in the future versus, oh, that, you know, whining about people and complaining about people. We catch ourselves doing that, don't we? Uh, The president, you know, this person, that person. But you flip that into ideas. How can we make a change? What can we do to make a change? What can we do to change the situation if we don't like somebody or something? It's the ideas that have value, not the complaining about the people. Right? Okay, next one. Same person, Eleanor Roosevelt. No one can make you feel inferior without your consent. Ooh, isn't that a valuable quote? Think about that one. Kind of write that one down. No one one can make you feel inferior without your consent. People say something derogatory about it. It's how do you react to that? How do you, you take it? Do you personalize it? Do you just pull it into your being or you just kind of, you know what? Great idea, but, you know, that, but I know, I know myself. I really understand myself, right? Okay, let's let's just keep moving on with these. There's some, I I skipped a few. Okay, Pablo Picasso, and I know we have a few minutes left on the show, and I and I skipped around as I was reading those these this morning, so I I've skipped a few, but I like this one. Only put off till tomorrow what you're willing to die having left undone. It's an amazing quote. Think about that. Only put off until tomorrow what you're willing to die without having left undone. If something is like one of those one things that we talked about, that one idea, that one sense of purpose, if that is such a valuable thing to you, that one thing, right? Pursue that one thing. I'm going to skip a few more here. Okay, I will read Mark Twain because I like this quote. I've heard this quote. You probably have heard some of this quote. Okay? Okay. 20 years from now, you will be more disappointed by the things you didn't do by the ones you did do. So throw off, sail away from the safe harbor. Throw, throw off the bow lines. Sail away from the safe harbor. Catch the trade winds in your sails. Explore, dream, discover. You know, it's like that old adage about when when you Oh, we have a fire watch. Oh, never mind. So you got the quote. It's a beautiful quote from Mark Twain. You know what? If you're with me on Facebook, I am going to post these for Facebook so you can look at them and read them yourself. I'm not going to go through every one of them today. I don't have the time. But there's some beautiful quotes that we can think about and reflect on and we can let spirit reflect on. Let our spirit reflect on, I should say. Okay, where was was I? I kind of got lost. Okay. I like this next one by Bruce Lee, if you know who Bruce Lee is. And most of us know who Bruce Lee is, I think. This is a really cool quote by Bruce Lee. The successful warrior is the average man with a laser focus. Isn't that a beautiful quote? The successful warrior is the average man with laser focus. I like that. The successful warrior is the average man with laser focus. We're going go back to that original quote, one of the first quotes today, right? One of the first quotes? Where, where was it? Okay, okay. Oh, yeah, take one idea. Just take one idea. Now, if you have laser focus, you're laser focusing on that one idea. You're not scattered everywhere. I, I have found that in my history of working with people and knowing people and knowing people who who wanted to be successful and, and, and complained about not being successful in the spiritual realm and doing spiritual activities or helping people. They studied all these things. They took all these classes and all learned all these modalities. But they had a tendency not to laser in on one thing that they felt the power, most powerful with, right? They didn't focus on that one thing. So this is the whole idea. These quotes are about that one thing. Focusing on that one thing. Okay, I'm, I'm going to skip a couple quotes. I'm going to see how much time there is left. And I'm skipping through. Oh, we got 11 minutes. Okay, back to the quote. So we'll, we'll do a few more. The number one reason people fail in life is because they listen to their friends, family, and neighbors. That was Napoleon Hill. The number one reason people fail in life is because they listen to their friends, family, and neighbors. You know, people create doubt. Well, why are you doing that? What do you want to do that for? Why do Why do you want to quit your job and go do that crazy thing for? You know, we're back to that one idea, that one thing you're passionate about, that what brings you bliss into your life, right? You know, Spirit talked about children finding their particular thing, right? So, do you listen to other people, or did, is it really so in? grained in your soul that you're going to pursue your mission, your purpose, that one thing right now. Now, the one thing can change. I always believe that. I think that as you go through life, your, your purpose can alter and shift a little bit from day to day, you know, from year to year. Who, what you're doing at 20 is not necessarily what you're doing at 60. But you need to laser in on either 20, 40, 60, that one thing. Okay, that one thing. And not letting other people discourage you, not letting other people create doubt in what you want to do. Um, Margaret Thatcher said, you may have to fight a battle more than once to win it. That's the all idea about not giving up, right? You, you may fail. What's that expression about? You can lose the battle but not lose the war, right? So what if you lost a battle? Okay. I'm gonna win the war. I'm gonna achieve my goal. I've learned from that failure i've learned I've learned from that battle how to how to pursue something a little stronger right going along with that, Thomas Edison said many of life's failures are people who did not realize how close they were to success when they gave up uh, let me let me read that one again. That's a beautiful quote and think about that in your life. You, you've worked really hard at something. You've had a few failures. You you want to achieve a certain goal. This You know this is your mission, your purpose. Now, that's, identifying that mission and purpose is really important in this because you have to go in here like laser focused on whatever you're going to do. And that one idea, you have to put 100% into it, right? But don't give up. You're almost there. It's like the universe is saying to your source, God is saying to you, "This is it. This is why you're here. Do it." And, know, oh, maybe okay. I should change and do something else, right? No. Thomas Edison and he did this many times. He failed many times. The light bulb story, right? Many of life's failures are people who do not. Many of life's failures are people who did not realize how close they were to success when they gave up. So it's keep going. You know, it's your mission, right? What would you attempt to do if you knew you would not fail? Robert Schuller, famous minister, head of large congregation at church here in Southern California. Think about that one for a moment. What would you attempt to do if you knew you would not fail? Maybe you won't fail. It goes along with the other ideas. It's, they all kind of tie in. They're nicely, They whoever put this together put it in really nice order because think about it. It's not about oh I'll fail. It's about I will succeed because I love this. It's my passion. It's my purpose. I just I, uh, when I think about doing this, I get so inspired. I just love doing this. This is my purpose. I, I it, it resonates with my soul. Does anything ever just resonate with you that it's almost like a humming when you're thinking about doing something or accomplishing something? It hums within you. Does that make sense? That's it. When you've got that feeling, when you have that emotion, when you have that ecstasy of emotion, that that vibration of emotion that this is it, do it. Don't worry about failure. Okay, okay. I love the 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 sequence that he put these in because this is beautiful from Ink magazine. Oh I should give you person credit a little bit. Jeff Hayden, contributing editor. Of Ink Magazine, but let me go back down to where I was. Yeah, we're we're not going to get through all these today, but this one from Abraham Lincoln ties in really nicely to the last quote. Ties into this whole sequence that we've been talking about. Is not giving up. Never give up. If you really believe in something, never give up, right? Abraham Lincoln always bear in mind that your own resolution to success is more important than any one thing your resolution, your resolve. I'm going to do this. I'm going to accomplish this. This is why I'm here. This is my purpose in life. I, I'm going to achieve this. It's more important than any other one thing. Now, sometimes we get critical of people because they seem to be so driven to accomplish something. They put everything else aside, right? Well, I know I know we need to be in balance, but to have that drive, wow, isn't that amazing? And we're, we're going to go through some other things here, and I'm just going to skip around a little bit because I only have a few minutes left. But I wanted to share a couple more of these and then just kind of bounce about and let Spirit comment on it. I love this. And this is off a little different topic. Oh, well, with Greg Anderson and then Nicole Shepard. Greg Anderson, and I don't know Greg, but I love the quote anyway Focus on the journey, not the destination. Joy is found not in finishing an activity, but in doing it. How many times do we rush through stuff? If I do this and this and this and this, right? No, really savor the activity. It's not to finish Christmas tree. It's not to finish putting up the Christmas tree and all the lights and decorations, even though it's beautiful. It's the joy you have with doing it with other people and your family of, of putting them up. And then the feeling of accomplishment because you had so much fun doing this, you know, had some eggnog or whatever you're going to do, you're putting the tree up or whatever it is. It's that trip, you know. You get to a destination. Isn't it more fun, the journey to the desig- desig- designation than the actual being there? Sometimes it can be disappointing. Okay. And number number thirty one on this list of one hundred things, and I'm not going to get through all of these am I but Nicole Shepard, which who I don't know either, but it's a good quote, as we're doing all this as you're trying to accomplish your goals and your layers are focused on everything you on the thing that you want to accomplish and you know your life purpose and you ready to accomplish your life purpose, the quote is Never, never regret being kind, kindness along the journey, right. Expressing kindness along the journey. Isn't it a beautiful idea? Let's go on to what Bill Walton, famous basketball player, once said. Success at the highest level comes down to one question Can you decide that your happiness can come from someone else's success? Can you decide that your happiness can come from someone else's success? You know, I had a quote today that I that I put out there on Facebook and it was along that line and let me get, try to get back to it. It was a beautiful quote uh, and it's along the same line. Think about this for a moment. Same quote. There is no exercise better for the heart than reaching down and lifting people up. John Holmes. There is no... There is no exercise better for the heart. Not We're talking kindness here. We're talking about assisting others. There's no greater exercise for the heart than reaching down and lifting people up. Would you believe that? It's more about giving. You know, the spirit once told me it's better to be a giver than a taker. Could you think about that? Reaching down and assisting other people. Amazing, right? Okay, I'm back. Got a couple more minutes, maybe a couple more quotes, maybe at least one more quote, right? Okay, there's somebody at my door. Okay. But you know what? I really don't want to end the show early. Maybe they're just going to leave it at the door. Okay? I am expecting a package, so. John F. Kennedy once said, victory has a hundred fathers and defeat is an orphan. Wow, that's a cool quote and peter f drucker who i read his books and he's one of the uh, let's say he was one of those of fathers of modern management business management and he said management is doing things right leadership is doing the right things i like that right management is doing the right things leadership is doing Management is doing things right. Leadership is doing the right things. It's that value system. We're back to values. Again, we're not just talking about accomplishing things. What are your values? Are you doing it with kindness? Are you doing it with appreciation? Are you doing it with love? And Albert Schweitzer once said, example example is not the main thing in influencing others. It is the only thing. How do you live your life? Do you what kind of example do you have for your children, for the people you work with? What what is your example? What are your values? And we're back to that word values again. What are what are the values you are displaying? Okay, and Napoleon once said, and we're just going to probably finish with Napoleon because we're running out of time. And I'll be back on Monday. Well, I don't know what we'll do on Monday. I'd love to hear. We'll talk to more dead people. But a leader is a dealer in hope. Isn't that that amazing quote? A leader is a dealer in hope. Well, I love you guys. It's been fun. I kind of wish I would have got more calls. But, hey, this is my purpose today. So we will talk soon. And have a great weekend.